What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your qualified, certified West Side host. Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the PYFC, Pico Youth and Family Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica. Sitting across from me is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, back from the powwow once again. Yes. We are in the studio for the Fulios. We are ready to fucking pump it up. Get this summer kicked off right. Yes. Enough with the bullshit. Enough with the lies. Enough with the complaining. Let's fucking get real, raw, and intense up in this piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Or back. (laughs) I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. I know. I feel like I haven't been here in a minute. Um, it's been, I mean, we did. We did the, the, the Tribal Streetwear Legacy show at the same time that you were handling the, the cookies event. It wasn't, actually wasn't a cookies event. It what was, was a, it? a throwback summer concert with a number of people, Baby Bash and some other people. And this was all going on in the city of Pico Rivera. We had a booth. Cookies had a booth there. Okay. And we gave away a lot of merch and sh- swag. Oh, cannabis. People kept on coming up asking if we were giving away cannabis. No. But we gave <laughs> yeah. away like a lot of swag, vibes, rolling papers, cookies, apparel, and uh, gifts and stuff. But yeah, I was talking to you and you had hit me up and you were telling me that the show was going great. How was the Legacy show? And how's Bobby and... and Fucking uh, Jesus made it down there. First of all, Mike Giant was there. And yeah, Esteban and Esteban was there. Everybody was there. Chaz. Chaz, dude, so we 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 went down there. First of all, it was like old blue eyes picks me up in his fucking, you know, 
I don't know what that, what kind of truck is that? It's like a big a ass Ford. Ford, big ass fucking Ford. You fucking scrape this side off. He don't care about those. That's a work truck. <laughs> Remember, he was mad or something. You and I, he was like already kind of peeved. About and then, what? I don't know. It was one of those intense, oh, blue eyes anger sessions oh, where wow. he's quietly mad. And, and you, you and did I, something and you're not sure what it was. Yeah, we're on. We're like walking on eggshells, trying not to, to get the audio engineer to yeah. snap. Yeah. And then like we walk on the other side of his truck and there's this huge scrape oh, on the front. Remember that? Shit, yeah. And we were both yeah. like, we didn't even really say much because we knew he was already redlining. We didn't want, you know. Push him over the edge. Uh, we, no homeless murders in LA. We yeah, didn't need that. Yeah. So we were like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't want him knocking, almost knocking somebody's teeth out. <laughs> right. Getting yeah. a fight at the bagel shop. Right. So um, he picks me up in a truck. We, we go down there. And uh, it actually was really well organized already. Now, we, now hold on. Let's back up a ahead. second here. Hit me up. This, this before we get into how you get you get there, at the, you arrive at this thing. This is the legacy show in San Diego. It's actually in Escondido. Um, Escondido, right? Which okay. is kind of like east of Oceanside. Okay, right? and right, and they uh, Bobby, who's the owner and founder of Tribal Clothing, yeah started this thing called legacy yeah it's a huge car show along with now they've really incorporated art um food uh a number of other things right yeah well so so it's interesting because it's at the the um california center for the arts escondido okay all right is that a campus like a big school no it's like a giant uh, art museum Wow, it's and it's an art museum with multiple buildings, and it's got this huge grass area in between these complexes. So when you show up, it looks almost like a community college size. Okay, okay? okay. but when you walk in, it's all galleries and food and restaurants and theaters. Wow! So we get so so it's huge and. And it's going to be there for at least 60 days. But Bobby was saying that this display, and, and it's called SoCal Masters. And so it's going back through all of the guys. Chaz, Mike Giant, like all of the great artists from now until 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like if wow. you listen to the interview we did with Chaz, right, right. he was talking about how he was the first the first gra graffiti writer to take graffiti art and bring it into fine arts way back when. Wow. Wow. And yeah. he'd been doing it yeah. for decades. And he yeah. says the same shit that like Estevan says in terms of his legacy or his like, like standing the test of time. It's just this consistent bringing it, constantly innovating, showing up over decades. And then eventually, you know, you have this body of work and it's not so easy as right. Esteban. Well, right. Chaz was saying the exact same thing in the graffiti sense. So, so it's a big thing and it kind of flipped out sort of the establishment in, in Escondido because Slick who is a, a street artist, right? right? Big street artist. Okay, big so artist. right. So he had a display. He had a big display up that you know basically had a picture of of police with some spray paint on it. Then he had three little pigs put in front of it, with, surrounded by a mountain of donuts. Donut. Right. So we, you know, so <clears throat> to me, like that little piece right there. 
is interesting, but it's not necessarily like anything outrageous. Right, right. I mean, right. how long have cops been called pigs? Yeah. Since like the 60s or and something. And the donuts always. Uh, right. In fact, cops even laugh about it and they eat donuts. And I don't mm-hmm. know how many times I've been in situations, law school, wherever, where one of the questions always to a cop that comes to visit to talk about whatever is, do cops really eat donuts? And they yeah. always laugh. I'm like, yeah, we do, actually, because it's blah, 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 blah. Anyway, point is, is. After the show got started, I get a call from Bobby. Like, early in the morning the next day, hey, uh, when you get a chance, can you give me a call? I said, well, how about now? Turns out, turns out that somebody from the Escondido, either the authority, police, or whatever, complained about that installment. Really? I'm not bullshitting you. And they had contacted somebody. I won't say which because it seems to be kind of better now. But there was a newspaper article about it in the Escondido paper. Great. So it's already out. But somebody had contacted someone to have the piece removed. Can you do that? No, you can't do that. They waited until Bobby and Jim had actually... um, like finally done all the work and everything to put it all together, right? So you got to imagine they've been doing this for a year now, probably getting all the pieces. There's like over like, I don't know how many artists, but if you look at the sheet, it probably looks like 300 artists' works and installments and all this stuff, right? And that includes all the crap you got to deal with. Artists have egos sometimes. They have all this other stuff. So you got to sure. figure it's out a big, who, big, big job. Ugh, like you can have this much space, blah, blah, blah. So all that's done. They they go to that opening day. They invite the Hard Luck Show, which we're very appreciative of that because yes. they recognize the importance and the value of the show. We're there. You know, old Blue Eyes is running around, barely snapping. I'm interviewing whoever we can on the go. Jesus is spreading COVID on everybody. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he, he successfully made it back from Mexico and then started right. spreading COVID. Right. Anyway, so we go there, we do all this, and then that next very day, all of these behind-the-scenes power moves to remove the one thing critical of the police is being pulled on Bobby and Jim at that very moment. And they knew that he, they were going to be tired, and they knew that they might not be able to organize some sort of resistance against it. So the answer is, no, they can't do that. The, the, Escondido, the Center of California Arts Escondido is a publicly funded entity from taxpayer money grants and all this other stuff so in a sense freedom of speech you can't privilege and in fact it's one of those places where you probably should be able to criticize the establishment which is an american tradition that goes back before even the revolutionary war so you think about it it's like um this thing is saying right that sometimes cops go overboard or are not protecting the public or they're, they're not doing, quote unquote, their job. Well, if the American public can't criticize the cops, who can? Who are they working for? Right. If, and if the cops can't stand a little criticism, what does that say about them? Right. Right. A strong person can handle some criticism. Be like, yeah, that might be true or no, that's not true. Either way, it doesn't matter. But. You know, I know that I'm doing my job to the best. 
But if you're like sitting there and you see like an art installment, you know, and it's got pigs and, 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 and donuts. And what they were complaining about to a certain extent was that they thought that the spray paint that was on the cops, right, the picture, said something like, AHB or ABH, but I think in some way, right, insinuating that there's some sort of racist element with the cops. Mm. Okay? So, newsflash, somebody was thinking that the cops might have some racist elements. Newsflash. I don't know if people... Oh, my God. (laughs) That's why they wanted it to come down. They're Mm. like, oh, that's bullshit. Meanwhile, Rage Against the Machine, right? Those those that are enforcers are the same ones that burn crosses. I mean, this is not a new... This, I mean... And this is in the age of Floyd and that other guy, Jalen, who just got shot up by all those cops. Right. Yes. Meanwhile, they're able to take in the 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 um, the shooter at that fourth of Highland Park. Yeah. With no. uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they could invite him onto the ground and they could very nicely handcuff him behind his back. Bring get him a, a happy meal on the way to the county jail. Exactly. Guy looked fucking crazy. But the guy that was a fucking uh, Uber driver or yeah, Uber traffic Eats, a right? traffic issue. Right, they, they shot fit- him sixty times. Sixty times, seven seconds. When you listen to the audio tape, he's already on the ground, and they keep shooting for seven seconds. A fucking body on the ground, just bah, 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 bah. it sounds like almost automatic gunfire, and you're like, why are they able to? Why can't? Why are they doing that? But they can't stop these shooters. <clears throat> So the the issue is is um, so Jim and Bobby you know called me and I talked to them about what are some things we could do and some stuff was done behind the scenes and some conversations were had about it's really improper for a one single entity to try to pull from the public discussion right freedom of speech something that they, that this one particular entity doesn't like and ultimately. The California uh, Center for the Arts prevailed. Um, the wise people in Escondido prevailed, and the installment, Slick's installment, is still there today, and it's it's been squashed. That's fantastic. So that's part of what went on, and then and it's really not even so much that it's fantastic; it just is as it should be. Right. You know. Right. What's crazy is that. I mean, you, you start fucking taking down artwork because you don't like how it you know i don't know man it's just craziness to me well i mean we're i think we're living in an age of craziness which is all the more reason you know jim and i talked a little bit about that there's been kind of like from the establishment side a kind of like um a truce you know where you know, the establishment sort of has accepted street culture a little bit. They like some of the clothes that now we don't think graffiti is so bad. We can put it into museums and and now we can do some of this kind of stuff. So you see the establishment sort of like, oh, yeah, OK, fine. We're accepting it. Right. And you also see and I think everybody has to really take a look at this also from the artist's perspective that they're being brought into the mainstream a little bit and they're getting some of the rewards the money the notoriety the finally the respect and all that stuff but i think what the slick um episode about the cops shows is that there are limits to this truce Mm. like at some point the street culture 
has to tell the truth about what's really going on, and they do. And at some point, the establishment with all of its money has to try to silence criticism because that's how they're going to maintain power. And while we like the edgy colors and the designs and all that other kind of stuff, right, there is, there is a place where those two are not going to be able to coexist. I don't think so. I really don't. I think we've gone as far as we can go with coexistence on that level. Mm. The establishment can't tolerate criticism because they want to maintain power. The folks from the street who have been had their power taken away, at some point, they, each person, I think all of us feel this, as me as an American Indian, I know I feel this, there comes a point where I'm like, do I want the high volume sales and popularity? But some of the shit that I say is not going to be cool. With a, and it challenges and it's pointing to some things that aren't right that can't be fixed unless the system changes. It can't be fixed. No amount of representation is going to fix certain things. So I think that's kind of where we're at in this country. And I think that the tribal streetwear legacy and SoCal master show with all the various artists, I think what happened with Slick's piece kind of shows where that edge is. Mm -hmm. We've gone as far as we can. Defined it. Yep. We've gone as far as we can as like so-called friends, but Unless the establishment is really ready to change the way that it does its policing, I don't think it can go any further. And I don't think, I think you're right on that. I, think, I don't think they're going to change their policing because they're scared. I feel fear is the, the guiding overall problem with everything. People are, they're feared, they're scared. Scared there's not enough. Scared there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough food, there's not enough power. Uh, scared. And you want to know something? I mean, the establishment has some things to be scared about. They've been fucking a lot of people for a long time, you know? Well, I think that is, I think you just put your finger on what the real fear is. I mean, I think the establishment kind of knows that there's an abundance of shit because they're hoarding it. Right. Right. But I think you're right. I think they're afraid of what's, what are we going to face when we give the people we stole from equal access? Do you believe that ultimately that truth prevails? Well, yes. Do I, you? I do. I do think that ultimately and truth I'm talking about long-term... You know, maybe not in your lifetime type shit. If you look at history, you know, this the idea like if it doesn't come out in the wash, it comes out in the rinse. Like eventually, do you believe that truth prevails? Yeah, I do. But but it it prevails. I Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah. You subscribe I do. to that? I absolutely do. Because I subscribe to it 100%. I subscribe to it, but... The problem that I have with the concept, because I do believe that. Mm -hmm. I do believe that over time. Because, you know, people have always said like, oh, you know, humans are going to blow up the planet and all this Mm -hmm. other kind of stuff, right? I'm actually one of the people that thinks that, no, in actuality, we won't. And eventually, we will be populating other planets and we'll keep on. If we were going to kill ourselves, I really believe we would have done it by now, Mm -hmm. right? And always you can kind of see that, you know, like in World War II, 
there are these dark forces, or even during slavery, there were actually Europeans that were saying publicly, like, this is wrong. Like, we really shouldn't be doing this. And with the Indians, same thing. When the land was being stolen, all this other stuff, even guys like Davy Crockett and stuff, they knew it was wrong. They said so publicly. They knew it was wrong. They, they knew that the government had made deals and then went back on, welched, they welched on their deals. So, so, yes, I do think so. But the problem is, is that depending on our level of engagement and ownership, it could take longer and waste more time to get there. Uh, well, sure. But I'm not necessarily asking about like the time length and I know that's what you're but but more like ultimately the truth will prevail the truth will, like I believe that right but what does that look like to you when you to, say that the truth will prevail what does that look like to me that looks like every lie every underhanded move all comes out and like Man doesn't make it right. Nature will make it right eventually. Right, it'll even out. But okay, it'll so, all fall apart if it's not truly based on truth, love. If it doesn't consist of that, it will die. It will end. Now, we're looking at our times, our yeah, lifetime, yeah. our hundred years or eighty years that we're on the planet, and then we're looking at like the the you know a thousand years of civilization ahead of us or or behind us and. But I'm saying people that don't live in the United States, maybe people in other countries, yeah. look at the United States and they're like, man, those guys can fucking make as many McDonald's and Pepsi commercials as they want. That shit is a lie. It was built on a lie. Those guys came there and fucking robbed everybody. Genocide, slavery. It's all one big lie. It's all of them. And it looks real pretty right now. But it's going to fall because and it's slowly starting to come apart. I believe that of the United States. It might not happen in my lifetime, but I believe this thing was all built upon a lie. And I think that the shit that's going on in America is the, is all of it starting to come to the top and the motherfuckers, the establishment are scrambling mm. to try and keep this thing going and, and, and put out any fires and they're, they're slowly but surely losing control of this fucking thing. Well, I would I agree with that. Uh, well, this is what I would say too. So when Rome, right? Rome, what I think, uh, you know, that lasted for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, mm -hmm. and it went through many transformations. It started out as a republic kind of like what we have now, right? These senators and representatives. And eventually became uh, a monarchy or an empire. And that's when you start getting emperors. So it starts out as a republic. Then you move towards emperors. One man, one rule. Okay. But that Sounds familiar. emperorship actually lasts for a while, right? And, and some people will say that that... Uh, it contributed to preserving Rome from falling completely apart. Now, was Rome the same Rome? Was it a true Rome? All that other stuff? No. And <clears throat> we should also point out that Rome gets started, you know, uh, the rape of the Sabine women. Rome is started. Rome is started on a lie. Mm. Uh, when Rome starts, it's like this group of 
people who leave one area, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. They leave, they go to the area where Rome is, but they don't have any women. And they're all like criminals or like uh, um, like people that are not part of the system they left. Mm-hmm. They don't have any women. So there's a tribe c- close by the Sabine and they go and they kidnap all the women and they take them back home and they impregnate these women and the Sabine were going to get revenge but since there's children now involved they decide to allow the romans to live there and then they build and that's the i don't know if that really happened but that was an accepted myth at the time of how rome got a foothold in the land where they weren't really from Hmm. so it's not very much different than in some ways the american tale if you think about it right? right right so so when you're saying it's falling apart, I would say, yeah. And, and some people might even point to and say, yeah, it's always been loosely held together. And always a Jenga piece was always on the verge of getting pulled out. Civil War, War of 1812, you know, all that shit. So some people would say there was never a time where it was solid. No. So then you go to that and you go like, okay, so you're right. There's these elements. Now, the other part of the problem. The only time people think it was solid are the establishment people. And they thought it was solid when they could keep people silent and quiet and things hidden. To them, that was solid. Yeah, that's right. You don't open your mouth and you don't fucking say anything and we keep the truth hidden. Yeah. That was the bring back the good old America. Yeah, MAGA. Right. So so that's. And, and what's strange about what you just said is, is that you're 100% correct. That makes total sense to me, right? Solid, when it seemed like people's mouths were shut and the power structure was like set and nobody was disrupting anything. Right. When, when you think about what that was, um, the machines, the media, whatever you want to call it, has set up that that was the 1950s. Right. Yeah. And people don't realize how artificial the 19, that the 1950s also was the beginning of the processed foods, was the beginning of this, you know, sort Wasn't of. Wasn't that really when TV took over and, and like really in a big way? TV takes over. And in fact, this concept that a man and a woman leave their family and start their own little family, quote unquote, the nuclear family. This is when nuclear war starts to become a real possibility. The nuclear family becomes a thing. And so every, and in like the gender roles at that time seemed like real clear. And advertisers and companies had gotten a hold of the TV. And they had gone a long way into making it seem like the gender roles were clear. This, I think this is maybe what's uh, one of the things that's really fucking up people today. Mm. Because there's this sort of weird belief that in the past, a man was a man and a woman was a woman. And everybody knew what that was and there was no questions. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and really look at the historical record and everything else that goes on, you realize, okay, well, that's not true. I mean, what the fuck is Rock Hudson? What the fuck is John Wayne divorced three times? You know what I mean? What the fuck is um, um, uh, before that, right? So you go back to the 1920s. Ma what did you say it was Hoover that lived with his mom or something like that? Lived with his mom and had a, had a decade. He, he had a best friend second in command that traveled with him wherever he went. Right. Guy. J. Edgar Hoover. For sure. All right. There you go. 
for sure. Running the FBI. Right, right. Claiming right. there's no such thing as the mob. Right. Claiming there's uh, sex- homosexuality is the devil's work. Yeah. Probably that, too. Fucking okay. Go on. So all of that is the 50s. But it's a myth. It's really a myth. Because if you go before the 50s, you find out. Dude, I just found this out the other day. Wasn't there a bunch of stuff going on in Rome? I mean, for sure. But, but Rome wasn't even tripping on any of that. Right. Rome didn't. They, they had some ideas about, like, a man and a woman. But it, the man part didn't involve who you had sex with. It wasn't like, it was your virtue. But, like, if you <sighs> fucked a couple of dudes along the way, eh, I mean, listen, you got a dick. What are you going to do, you know? I mean, fucking dig once, what a dick wants. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, what's that got to do with it? As long as you're doing the fucking, right, you're right, the man. Right, yeah, 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 right? right. I mean, in fact, Julius Caesar was often teased in political rallies because the rumor at the time was that he'd opened himself up to a few guys to get some power. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's not, it's no joke. They, I mean, his opponents in elections would like talk about how he was the girlfriend of certain dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my point being is, is that I don't think that it's ever been 100% actually structured. You go back to the 1920s, and what's interesting is there's a blues singer named Ma Rainey, mm-hmm. who's generally heralded as like one of the greatest female blues singers of all time. And, she, and there was like a song, a blues song for a woman to sing that was a standard about the bull dyke woman. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, it was out in the open where she was saying that bull dyke women aren't going to need men. They don't need men. They can handle their women, blah, 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 blah. That was actually openly sung by a black woman like in the 20s. And it, it would have been somewhat shocking to some people, but it was also everybody knew what a bull dyke was then. Mm-hmm. Right? So these ideas that like, oh, the 1950s, it was clear we had a pure feminine woman and we had a pure masculine man and that was it it's bullshit it's total bullshit it's absolute bullshit there were people like that but everybody in society had already knew that there was masculine women and there was feminine dudes Mm -hmm. and there was all this other shit going on and i'm almost starting to think that to a certain extent the non-discussion about it or like the you know just kind of like getting along was actually maybe more free in some ways i'm not saying that homosexuals didn't face a lot of um, discrimination and violence because they did. But I am also saying that there was a certain aspect where it was like, it just wasn't talked about. And if it happened, it happened to whatever. And if you even go back even further, you, you find out that like a lot of the founding fathers traveled with guys all the time. They shared rooms. You look at um, old pictures of the kids and boys and girls were wearing like when they were toddlers and stuff, dresses and stuff. And that was just normal. It wasn't like, oh, that's a feminine thing. It was just they were kids. They hadn't Mm -hmm. become a man or woman yet, so it didn't matter. And when I say dresses, I don't mean like frilly things. I just mean like, you know, like smocks or whatever. Right, Right. So that was all normal. That was no big deal. And like I've said it a million times, a lot of different Indian tribes had uh, like five, six, seven different types of gender. And they weren't trip. It wasn't a political thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm standing up for anybody's rights. It was like, no, I just like this, that, and the other thing, or I do this and I do that. But it has nothing to do with my ability to fight in war. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with my ability to handle my business or, or whatever. And I think that that's reflective of, like you said, the truth, the real truth, which is <laughs> human sexuality is whatever it is. So 
this idea that there was a golden age and that like, oh, you know, we got to get back to that golden age is really a lie. What they're really saying is we got to get back to this lie we were telling. Right. We got to get back to the lie. We got right. to we got to get back to pretending. You guys are moving too far off the lie. Right. Get back over here. Right. And I'm telling you, and it's, lie right. It's so insane that like in Florida, Governor DeSantis is saying like at universities you can't teach critical race theory. Meaning, if you te- talk about civil rights in a university, you can't talk about critical race theory or racism you just have to kind of try to talk about it in a historical way but you're not allowed to say that whites were racist or that they were suppressing black people based on the color of their skin well that's straight up like trying to suppress the truth yeah that's where we're headed that's where we're headed really yeah that's that's what's going on listen i sent you a fucking interesting you did i saw that that. you saw that right i saw it and you know who the other person i sent it to is i sent it over to jessica because her and Butte are raising money to make that film, right? Yeah. Not that it's the same film with right. the same exact topic, but right. I just thought, oh, you know what? And and then I sent it to you for multiple reasons, right. but I think that me and you have talked about some of these future plans. Right. To develop some things, right? Right. And I love Marlon Brando, right? Right. What he did at the Academy, like his whole get down, right? Right. I love Marlon Brando. But for him, how come that interview is so hard to find? Yeah. How come I'd never seen that? I'd never seen it. So that's pretty crazy because when you think of when that interview was done, you got to remember this. At that point in time when that interview was done, Marlon Brando is like what Brad Pitt is today. Right. That's the type of G he is. Right. He can pretty much do anything. Right. But he can't get that film made. Right. And I think in in, in between the lines, what he's saying is, oh, yeah, maybe they could get it made, but you got to change the storyline. Can't be right. that. Right. Right. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why, that's why, you know, when you- I'm gonna run to the bathroom. All right. But that's why, that's why in Hollywood, right, you think it's like, oh, just this open market for free ideas, but it's not. They're creating propaganda and they're allowing some stories to go forward and they're just not supporting other stories. And the other story is that they're not supporting 
uh, are the ones that are undermining some of the, the myths or the lies that they want to propagate, which are it's not a, it's not about establishing America. It's about establishing their control of America. They try to make it sound like their control of America is the same thing as America. And it's not. Otherwise, you wouldn't get the Harvey Weinsteins and you wouldn't get all this bullshit, which is their control of America. And you got to really think about it. If you're in the CIA and you're in the FBI, right? You almost have to, how do I say this? There's no way that you're not going to be monitoring and controlling what images and stuff goes out into the airwaves and into the minds of Americans. Just the way like they do it on Instagram with algorithms and all that shit. They're doing it with the TVs. Right. Easier back then. And and I know you guys go nuts when I bring this up, but this Laurel Canyon thing, the CIA has, has and had a studio in Laurel Canyon and they were able to do a lot of stuff and help a lot of actors, directors, producers, so long as they were willing to play ball. And this is why I'm saying, like, dude, I had a, I had a black friend of mine. I can't remember her name. We saw Black, I saw Black Panther, right? Which is, on the one hand, you look at Black Panther and you're like, oh, that's cool because it's like, you know, Marvel Comics and they're making a, a black superhero and it's the Black Panther and it's talking about Africa and there's this place in Africa where all of the African power is and and he and now this this Black Panther is here in the United States and he's representing and he's fighting all this other kind of stuff. And she asked me, what did you think of the Black Panther? And I remember I sat through that and I watched it and I was horrified, horrified. Not that there's a black superhero i'm all for that but what's weird about the black panther is that there's a white cia agent that's working with black panther and i'm like that's such bullshit bullshit. yeah i'm like they're telling kids that like oh somehow the cia is cool with a black superhero that's a fucking lie yeah that is that's a real fucking lie yeah it is and fuck Marvel. They should have had fucking the CIA is like the enemy. The enemy. What do they call it? The the whatever. The villain. The villain. Which it is. Right. That would have been the true story. That's when I realized that that was total fucking bullshit. B- bullshit. And I'm like propaganda. Yeah, and it's fucked up because they try to make it seem like American power structures are cool. Supporting that. Fucking yeah, a. man. That's. And, that's Say, retarded, bro. Right. And if oh, you're, sorry for using that word. Right. And if you're a kid and you're like 12, you might not like, know. Oh, right. We're all in this together. You wouldn't know the history of the FBI's treatment of the Black Panthers, the real Black Panthers, the yeah, real motherfucking yeah, yeah. Black Panthers. You know the real motherfucking yeah, Black Panthers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. motherfuckers stopped calling the police because the police were killing black people. Yeah. So they armed themselves legally and they patrolled and their protect- own neighborhoods exactly breakfast programs right 
schools, all this shit Black Panther started doing. So what did the FBI do? They sent informants in there to create dis- uh, fractures and problems and, and monitor and all that shit. And Reagan, now listen up, Reagan made carrying uh, those firearms, outlawed it, right? So so-called John Wayne sort of pro-gun Republican fuck face with that oily hair mm-hmm. and that fucking jelly bean face, mm-hmm. he fucking outlawed it because African Americans were, u- were using the laws legally to carry arms and it was freaking out the power establishment. Yeah. And wow. those same motherfuckers are walking around talking about the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah. For whites. For whites. Not for people of color. Yeah. Not it's, for Chicanos. Nope. Not for black people. And certainly not for Indians. Fuck that. So, so is the country falling apart? You know, is it falling apart? I, I, I mean, all I can tell you is I've been reading this book. This is a new book that I, that I was reading that, I, that is not a book that is you know, off the beaten path or anything. And it's called Bring the War Home. And it's by an academic. And what this lady did was she did a ton of research into white power activism. And it's totally cited. It's got tons and tons and tons of citations to newspaper articles, da, 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 interviews, personal statements by these people. Guys like Lewis Beam. Guys like Richard Butler. These are all these are all white power activists that are very serious about destroying the federal government like Timothy McVeigh types uh, and trying to undermine the public's confidence in the government in order to um, break it apart and then create a white power state. Mm. That, and, and this organizing and um, concerted efforts and premeditated efforts have been going on since about 1970. Hmm. And she says, she points to the all, I'm not gonna name them, Mm-hmm. But if I did, you'd know what they were. I'm not going to name them because I don't want people to freak out and try to kill me or something. But mm. <laughs> you'd know what they were. And by the way, right now, I'm going to say this. Not all white people are involved in this. Mm-hmm. I'm asking my white brothers and sisters to join us in unity, in equality, in justice, in love, in community. I'm just talking about certain individuals and racism is not just limited to white people. There's plenty of racists all over Indians, Chicanos, blacks. They can be racist too. Okay. So I'm saying that now to say I'm not, it's not all one or the other, but this group united. If you could think of all the various types of white supremacists, you might think of in terms of organizations, they used to work separately Locally, regionally, right? And then around, and this academic sees this shift into a more generalized, bigger form uh, at the end of Vietnam mm. and, the, and civil rights. And the, part of the reason is, is that a lot of white supremacists felt that the United States government had betrayed the white soldiers in Vietnam. By tying their hands behind their back, the 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 Malay massacre, they felt like 
somehow some element, some foreign element had gotten into the government and had sort of made sympathy for Asians. And this was completely against the sort of white Christian patriotic sort of aspect of what we were doing there. And as a result, and the surrender of the United States in that war or the giving up, however you want to phrase it, but certainly we didn't win it, Mm -hmm. that also contributed. And these white supremacists believe that some sort of like a communistic person of color element had overrided the government, had taken over the, the people of the United States and turned them against what was good, clean, white Christian American soldiers. And as a result, they lost the war and their friends were killed. So the major shift that this academic points to, and I actually it, I see a lot of reason to believe this, is that it stopped being about tamping down people of color in a local area and the white supremacists turned their target onto the actual government itself. It's now a war against the state. It's now a war against the federal government because now they're making us put our children on school buses with black kids because now they're saying X, Y, and Z about education. Now they're saying that I have to give a kick to a gay person. Now they're saying all that stuff. So they've said the government's no longer the real government. So we are morally obligated to overthrow the government. That's been going on since 1970. And she's named names ton of them and there's this book called the turner diaries i don't know if you've heard of that but Mm-mm. it's a sci-fi book that is a that was published maybe like 30 years ago 40 years ago about um white supremacists who take over the united states really yeah and they talk about blowing up federal buildings and they talk about how to organize the people into cells they talk about counterfeiting as a way of undermining social con- the confidence of the people in the currency and then also at the same time um, funding whatever they're doing. And I'm like reading this book and I'm looking at the history and I can see like, man, that does make a lot more sense. And one of the things that this book has done for me is to stop looking at all of these shooting events and all of these weird events as random and not connected. Mm. Like, why is it that Trump said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and he would get away with it? Why is it that Trump started going around saying that our first American, black American president, Barack Obama, was not really born in the United States? Why is it that he wouldn't say that the guy who ran over a woman at that rally was bad? Or why would he say that the white supremacists and the anti-racist people have are equal that they're both have bad people in their thing and Mm. he wouldn't take a stance on it why when trump was saying um when he was finally asked at the debates well will you tell the proud boys to stop will you tell them to knock off what they're doing he said you want me to say it okay well stand back and stand by and it was a weird statement because it wasn't really like stop doing what you're doing It was more like, be ready. Why is it that in the January 6th hearings now, we're starting to hear that the Proud Boys were the advance guard 
that they didn't s- s- stay for his message and were removing barricades and spraying officers ahead of this angry mob that Trump was whipping up. Why is it that Trump can um, be in allegiance with Mitch McConnell from Kentucky and Lindsey Graham from where South Carolina, when in fact Trump was a New York Democrat real estate slumlord. Think about that. How is this all coming together unless Trump knows that he represents a loyal racist movement? And he knows that it's not about what he does as the president. It's not about what he does mm. as anything else. And quite frankly, why would he be okay with disrupting the electoral process unless he was the face or was using right this white power movement because the white power movement is not interested in saving the United States. They want to break it up, start their own state. In fact, there's publicly out there the idea of taking the entire northwest and just making that its own expelling all the people of color from there let everyone white live there now as crazy as that sounds there's a lot of people that are behind that and then there's a lot of people who will never say they're behind it but are sympathetic to it Mm -hmm. so you're talking about these fires that are getting put out and all this other kind of stuff i i actually think and so then you even put into place so so it sounds wild but why would it be so hard for us to ban assault weapons the ar-15 is the civilian version of the m16 yes right a weapon of war right why are we still having a tough time keeping it out of Walmart and making it easy for kids and everybody to buy it so they can go to a July 4th parade and shoot up a bunch of families? Why would the cops try to get rid of that Slick's art installment in Escondido sneakily, not out in the open? Sneakily, why would the cops be able to kill George Floyd like that? And yet, they would take in the shooter in a peaceful way. And that shooter has pictures of him with the Trump flag wrapped around his shoulders. He was a Trump supporter. Yeah. So, I think you're right. I think that... What, what we're seeing is, is that the power structure is losing control of a group of people that they unofficially used to take power. Now that they have power, they are trying to legitimize their power by truly doing equal things and people of color have gotten into positions. And now those elements that they use to gain power feel betrayed by them. Like... We did all this violent shit behind the scenes to support Jim Crow. We did all this shit behind the scenes to suppress the voters. We, we, we do the work that these politicians who want to be liked by everybody aren't willing to do, but this is what they need to stay in power. So we did all that. And now you're going to try to say it's equal and I have to go to school with black kids and I got to learn about evolution and all this other shit. Well, then fuck you. You're no longer on the team and we're going to do something because we're sick and tired of that of you guys not paying off when we did all the dirty work that you guys needed us to do. I think that's what's going on. And I think 
we as you, me, everyone else has to let go of certain things and say, fuck it. We, you know, we'll get back to that project whenever that is and, and get and step into the leadership role and take back this country and help it steer it to a more efficient, a more communal, a more um, future facing entity and not let it be torn apart by the 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 dogs of old and the and the hyenas of old i just feel like we that's what we have to at least that's what i feel like i have to do and i think that goes to what you're saying about the truth will eventually come out yes it will where am i on that Mm. where am i in in the truth Mm. in that element am i aligned with it or am i am i procrastinating mm-hmm. i don't know i just laid out a whole fucking trip yeah you did <laughs> i mean what do you i mean what comes up for you when i talk like that or i'm starting to talk about these things? i i i agree with it it makes me think of things but i've been also you know putting two to two together and things don't match up correctly and i think that there is an alternative um agenda going on right under our nose I, I don't think it's hard to see i think that unless you're completely asleep which there's a lot of sleepwalkers yeah um you, it's blatantly clear that there's a lot of fucking shit going on scandalous shit um you know what i was gonna ask you was like so how is it that okay when you were when we're talking about the gender thing yeah when you watch some of these programs and some of this TV stuff these days, yeah, it's there's so much um, trans and and homosexual topics and so sure. much stuff on it. How have they come to that place? With it seems like it's almost overkill sometimes. Right. right. Okay. I agree. Um, why is it that they that that's being allowed to leak out in such a large manner? Yeah, but that there's things like what Marlon Brando was talking about, like trying to make a film about Grant and America, right, murdering and killing and pillaging all the Indians so they could take this land. Yeah, but you can't make a movie about that. Nobody wants to get behind that. And make that. How come you can't speak? too harshly about the police i can't tell you how many notifications i get on instagram they're about to block my account because i say fuck the police right um why or when you really start standing up on black and brown rights and racism how come that you can't but they've allowed this gender thing in in a certain and they've allowed it in in a very certain way yes real like certain content how is how is that like and is that even real or is that like some bait to get you like keeping an eye on that and but in reality they're really like we'll give you one piece of bacon but you're not fucking getting like what what is that i think because it was taboo that particular thing was taboo what 40 years ago 30 years ago okay right yeah so like for instance like how do how is it that rupaul's you know drag show 
is all over or like you got these hit TV shows where the dad's like screwing some dude at work. Right. Or they look the, the, the little the, the little 16 year old girl in high school is making out with her friend. Right. Right. How is it that that's and, and that's on a pretty large scale mainstream. right now. Mainstream. I mean, right. There's stuff going on like and, and some of it is like some of it's like extra. I think some of it's even perverse and inappropriate, some of the stuff that's going on at the show. Man, that's a really good question. So partially I would say that I would say a couple of things. Number one is <clears throat> part of it is the work of a lot of homosexual activism, right? Um, I would say that there's some um, LGBTQ, LMNLPQRSTWZ, people who have fought very hard and waged a lot of battles to show that our brand of love and whatever is not anything dangerous. So I don't want to undermine that piece because I do think that that's there. Okay. Now, you're right though. You're saying, you're saying though that if Marlon Brando can't talk about the genocide of the Indians, how is this coming out? Because I don't think that these sexual elements undermine the power structure. I don't. I don't think it does. I don't think it does at all. If you look at the Nazis, mm -hmm. I mean, there's clearly a homosexual bend to a lot of what's going on there. Strangely enough, I don't think homosexuality undermines patriarchy. I don't think that men on men sex. It's weird because masculinity, if you take it far enough, it sort of opens the door to homosexual stuff. I mean, if you love being a guy so much at some point, I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck a guy. You got a great ass. You know what I mean? Like fucking lifting weights and all that other shit. So I don't, I don't think necessarily that it, it, I don't think it undermines the patriarchy at all. In fact, I think in some ways, if, a, if I mean, how is it that Rudy Giuliani dressed as a woman? No one seems to, <laughs> not a single person seems to be disturbed by the fact that there are pictures of Rudy Giuliani dressed as a woman talking to Trump. So I don't really think, somehow I don't, I don't know exactly why, but it certainly doesn't seem to undermine the power structure. Almost like a guy can do whatever a guy wants to do. If he wants to dress like a woman, he can dress like a woman. He wants to... So I don't think we see the same exact thing. Threat, you mean? Like threat? Yeah, it's weird. I don't, it doesn't seem to really threaten it very much. Like, you know, and That's always, you know what I mean? Like, if you remember, I don't know what your high school is. It isn't threatening the fabric of America that I, way? I don't think so. Like, I really don't. Okay. I, I don't. I I think it's very odd, but like in my high school was uh, Five Washington, one of the most conservative backwater piece of shit high schools you could ever imagine. Totally depressed. I mean, every teacher had like black lung from smoking because they wished their life was over because they, they hated being a teacher. Uh. There, I mean, it seemed like once a year, the, and I was in football, they would, you know, the football players loved to dress up as cheerleaders. I mean, it, they would do like a role reversal or they would wow. do powder puff, you know, and the whole thing about powder puff, the girls would get to be the football players and the guys would get to be the cheerleaders. And oh, they, wow. it was no, and it didn't seem, it was all a put on, it was a gag and whatever. But I always noticed that some of the most like toughest dudes I know, a lot of them are like whatever. 
they 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 you know at Halloween sometimes will they'll dress like a stripper. You know what I mean? And I you know I'm like I, I don't think it makes them gay or anything, but I just think that somehow that doesn't I don't know I wish we should bring in somebody that's like an expert on some of this like theory to explain to us why doesn't that threaten the fabric of America Mm. why doesn't it maybe it's the same thing as like why a lot of racists will eventually dress up in blackface and pretend to be black like it's weird the oppressive group will do things against what they promote Mm-mm. And it doesn't seem to undermine the deal. I, I don't. I can't explain it now. With but I do also don't think it's the. But but I will put this. I don't see a lot of gay women things that are real. I see lipstick lesbian things like young girls kissing each other. But that's like what a lot of like pervy straight dudes want to see. Like, it's, ah, let's go. Mm. <laughs> let's get mm. You get on top of you. Let's go. Right. But I don't, what I don't see, though, a lot of is real masculine, like, truck drivery butch ladies running a show. Like, a queer show. Like, a full queer show. Like, where it's like, you know, and them saying their things that they think about this bullshit guy stuff that they deal with all their life. Right. You don't see that. But you do see RuPaul. Mm. And it's weird because I feel like a lot of racist people actually would like to like to you know, sort of show just how crazy black men are. Right. right? Oh, they dress up as these women in their eyes, perversion. It kind of falls into their weird, sick ideology in some ways, even though I so don't. So let them do it. Right. So I don't think RuPaul intends it that way himself. But I do right. think some white racists might be like, see, I told you. Let that be out there. <laughs> Give him a show. Right. I, I think that um, because like you would look at some because it's weird. The other piece of it is, is like you look at some of our leaders that are so-called straight white dudes like Lindsey Graham. I mean, is there any question that he's not gay? Right. I mean, he's, he's got a gay haircut. Like his face is gay. Like it's clear. But he's backing the play of uh homophobic white racists and he's not he he himself is obviously tapping his foot in a restroom Mm -hmm. men's restroom you look at um uh so you look at these leaders and you start to wonder and like i even think like trump myself me personally when i look at trump i don't see a masculine dude like i see a guy who spends way too much time on his hair yeah. Right. He's whipped it all up. Um, he's tanning. Right. Um, he's got wide hips. He's not in control of his body at all. He's got breasts. Mm-hmm. You know, he when he dances, he doesn't dance like a man. He dances like your grandma, kind of like just little punches or whatever, like that weird little grandma punch thing. My aunt Jan does that. That's how she did. Like a lot. Like a lot. That's like a lot of them. Well, them racist cats are like that. Right. So he like represents them. So 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 what I'm saying though is that we're talking about this idea of like, well, so how come these sort of anti establishment homosexual shows are going on? And I think that that power structure knows on some deeper level that a lot of the 
guys that are in power or I think they're very feminine and they're stressing out about it and they don't have control over, they don't have any discipline. That's why you see these fat cats with these little guns, like they got guns because they can't fight. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. Got some fat sons of bitches who, who if they threw a punch, they'd get winded and they get their ass handed to right, them. Right, or right, the guy right, would just right, run away right, from them. Right. They would never catch them. So they got a gun. So I think that's what that is. And then I think that they see these homosexual shows on some deeper level. They can feel reassured. They, they enjoy the show, actually. Yeah. But at the surface level, it's like, well, we're just allowed. They that. have to enjoy the show because those shows are getting fucking ratings on national levels. That means there's a lot of white people watching them. I agree with that. And I almost think that like a lot of the marriages, to a certain extent... The guy maybe wants to be somewhere else. And maybe he is somewhere else and his wife is okay with it. And maybe he is somewhere else in his wife. How else do you explain Jerry Sandusky? You know, this guy who was just molesting boys, like left and right. I mean, he had like institutionalized it and a lot of people knew about it at the university. And his wife was upstairs while he had this fucking sex chamber down below. And she pretended like she didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Uh, so I think, yeah. I think that you're right. I think that sometimes, I think there's a lot of weird partnerships. And I think people... Yes. I don't even know if they've consciously, like, I don't know that a guy and his woman or a woman and the guy sat down and go, listen, I'm going to do this fucking shit. You're going to look the other way. That's fine. So long as I get enough of this and I can suck that. When mm-hmm. we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's normally said out loud. I just think they just kind of falls into place, falls into place. And I think if you're, I think if you're, uh, you know, and, and if people buy into the concept that, uh, whatever that guy, Kinsey, right? He goes around, he does all, he knocks on people's doors and asks them who they likes to fuck. And then they, he finds <laughs> what? Yeah. Kinsey was like, there's this famous study done by uh, the Doc Kinsey, and they did uh, even a show on it. And this guy, like a long time ago, like maybe near the 50s or 60s, I can't remember exactly when he did it, but he did all these surveys and found out that like everyone's gay. Like he was right, like, right. like, there's a lot of homosexual shit going on. And I did right. a survey on it and blah 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 and, and nobody denies it like the, the weird part is you don't have anyone come on well the way Kinsey did his surveys is all fucked up and it's bullshit no no one denies no one even the people that it's like supposedly against don't deny it they all accept it they're all like yeah that's probably true so he went around and everyone's like yeah well sometimes i fuck a guy in back out back I, but i'm mainly a, 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 a for women but every once in a while I like a little you know a little bit of a man meat you know but hey who doesn't right anyway so he says so human sexuality is on a spectrum and no one not anybody doesn't really deny this either there's like so no one's 100 hetero and no one's 100 homo mm. right and he says it's all on a spectrum so if that's true let's just say that's true but then you're raised in Kentucky, like Mitch McConnell. And let's say you're just, you lean a little bit like, God, I just love the football team to tie me down and just go to town. <laughs> but you can't say that. Your dad's already told you, like, you fucking do that shit. You're fucking out, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Right? All that. You're not going to, you're going to do everything in your power not to acknowledge that reality. Once you deal with that, you're like, well, I got to marry a chick. And then you marry some chick that on some unconscious level knows that you're not really that into her. Right. 
And but she's cool with that. And then you have this sort of, you know, religious thing, which is like, oh, you know, sex is not to be enjoyed it's just for procreation Same, right. right so then you're like oh, okay so actually this is working in my benefit because according to my religious beliefs i'm not even supposed to really want to fuck my wife that much and it's only for that and then procreation and that's it but every once in a while when i get drunk down at the greyhound station i just can't wait to just fuck her. and then mm. right but then but then you're like you, the next day you come to your senses and you're like, oh my God, what happened? Then your religion's like, listen, none of us is perfect. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Just, you know, forgive and do your best the next time and you re-energize your whatever and the next thing you know, you're like Mitch McConnell. You've completely somehow convinced yourself that despite that the truth inside is going in all these other directions, it's okay to be a hypocrite because no one's perfect and you have this sort of marriage of convenience. And then when you see other people that are just giving up that bullshit, it upsets you because you're like, fuck this person. I mean, what, what am I struggling for? Right, right, right. I think that's, that's also what goes on. Honestly, it's fucking, it's too much work, bro. A lot of work. It's a lot of fucking work. So I think that's why I think we need to have these conversations and have a community and really try to educate and point. I also think like, you know, the relationships to our intoxicants has to be recalibrated a little bit. Um, and I think we also need to be clearer on what we mean by freedom because on the one hand, I'm a firm believer in freedom. Like, okay, we, we need to be able to do what we want. The flip side is it's always tempered by if what I want to do is, is too much limiting somebody else's. It's like then, then there has to be some sort of adjustment or discussion had on what's the appropriate level. It's one thing to say I want the freedom to have racist beliefs. You can have that. But then if you're like, well, I want the freedom to enslave other people. That's a freedom that well, you can't have. Right, right, right. I think we're, we, we, I think we've got to. Well, you, you know what's interesting is just because of, we're going to wrap it up yeah. on that. It's like you heard this thing about like kids playing baseball and everybody getting a fucking trophy. Right. There, something about that bothers me too. Right. Like what aspect of it? Um, I don't know. I think it's like, uh, it's this new type of like belief. Everybody needs everybody. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But there's a, there's something about it that bothers me. Cause for me, I agree. Like I, what bothers me about it is, is that it's not so much what they deserve based on merit. Right. It's more about what they're deserved in regards to what I'm doing, how it makes them feel. Right. Which I don't know that that should be the basis for everything across the board, especially not in a sports 
type thing. Like now it's lost. I don't know. I don't know. Well, for me, I think that in order to get people to learn skills and push themselves beyond the limits that their minds have, you can't co-sign complacency. You have to show them that there are consequences, that there are goals, there are aims, there are results. And you're not entitled to results if you don't work for them. Right. I think it's different if it's being puppeted and there's a different theme running behind it. Like, like they're going to give Martin Scorsese um, the best director. Sure. But they give it to him, not necessarily for the film, but because they didn't give it to him 10 other times. Do you remember what I'm saying? Right. But I mean... Martin Scorsese has a body of work. He does. But it, but what I'm saying is that the people controlling it, it was not it wasn't based on performance. It was based on what we want people seeing in the media. Political. Political. Bullshit. That, now that type of thing, okay, so you know, but I don't know that like the sports thing, maybe it's political too. It is, but I will say this. When you want young people to have confidence, confidence means trust in their abilities. If you're giving them awards without any connection to their abilities, they'll never get the confidence or trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the truth will come out. Life has a way of punching you in the face in ways that you can't anticipate. And if you don't have any confidence in your abilities to handle situations as they arise... Then you're just going to crumple up, get your hot pocket, put a little blanket over your shoulder, suck get your thumb. bowl of hot pockets. Yeah. 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 And just fucking shove your fucking thumb in your ass watch, and watch TV. Right. Watch yeah. RuPaul drag live TV shit. And we'll play Call of Duty all day. <laughs> then one day you're in punk, July. 4th. Punk motherfucker. <laughs> punk motherfuckers. <laughs> punk motherfuckers. And all these mass shooters have all look like they've been up for three or four days. That's true. Playing war games on the computer. They all have P. They all have that shit. They're big on that shit. Yeah. You know. Anyways. This last guy. All right. Listen. That's that guy's a real uh, piece of fucking work. Boy, I tell you what. His family is too. His parents. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him in the neck. <laughs> all right, like we do about. The, oh, 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 right, oh, right. oh, hey, oh, all right. Listen, let me tell you something. Do yourself a favor. Supermaxhardware.com. Yes. How's the summer looking? It's looking good. We're about to drop. I think next week we're dropping our capsule. So be on the lookout for that. Cookies. Summer just dropped yesterday. Summer 2. And uh, big party next week. Oh, we're going to be there. Cookies SF or at Cookies Clothing, Los Angeles, LA. Go on to either one of those Instagram. Check out. Uh, we are having a party 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. at Fountain LA in Koreatown, Los Angeles. Friday the 15th. Woo! Show up because there's going to be lots of tree there for all you people. <laughs> Happy Arbor Day. Yes. <laughs> um, 
uh, Ovanda LP. We were bridge to court. Yes. Although, stop hitting me up. I've got way too many clients. I'm fucking chock full. Uh, Sean at movemental.media. He's got COVID. He couldn't be here. Yes. He's got COVID lung. But he will help produce your show. He will help produce your show. Instagram Jesus spreading COVID to the masses. <laughs> Instagram Jesus. Thank you for a great post. Great post. I didn't get no, no COVID from I didn't. I, dude, I was running with him. All right. Um, uh, running sh- with the shoes. Oh, yeah, exact. Running with the Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, look. Enough said. Big pick Mike, I guess. Mike Arzol, yeah, yeah, right? He's uh, got some things to do today. Yeah, he's got some things to do today. The Hard Luck Show, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And let me tell you something. The results, the results are super because the effort was the max. Super max. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing work you do. All right. Well, listen. You heard it. Candle Buds, shout out to Calco, too. Calco. And... Pulpo Pulpo beard oils Right The official beard oil For the Amish Amazing Amazing Like we do About this time Adios Amigos From the Hard Luck Show Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.